And so that's something you'll find in human design. Sometimes there's these polar opposites or dichotomies that I need to explain a lot because often we, as humans, I feel like there are different parts of me that are trying to come out and that are at war with each other. Um, and what I found, and this might help those listening, trying to come to terms with their two profile numbers is that it's more like a seesaw. So, you know, you're kind of one number will be stronger at times and then the other number will be stronger at times and just kind of let it ebb and flow. Welcome to the Well-Designed Podcast. I'm your host, Brady Healy, and together with my friend and co-host, Kyle Wood, we'll share how we're integrating human design into our own lives. We're both entrepreneurs in the wellness space, navigating running our own businesses while being present in our personal lives, all without burning out in the process. In this episode, we'll include plenty of practical tools to get you unstuck and feel more in flow. Let's get started. Welcome to Well Designed. I'm Brandy Healy, and I'm here with my co-host, Kyle Wood. And today we're going to be chatting a little bit about a fun part of human design that is called profile. So your profile, when you look at your chart, will kind of look like a fraction. It's two numbers, and it's numbers one through six, and there are 12 different profile combinations. Kyle, do you want to share a little bit about what our profile tells us? I think if so, okay. So, so the official thing with profile is that like we all, you know, getting into the mystic roots of human design, we all have a unique purpose here on wait during our time on planet earth that we're meant to fulfill. Uh, and so Profile kind of points us towards how we can align with that path um, towards our purpose. And I was thinking about purpose recently, so I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent because, like, back when I started on the internet, that was like the hot topic. Everyone was like, "How to find your purpose? Like, how to find your how to find your passion? How to find your purpose?" It's like human design stuff would have been so helpful back then, but that was what you know. Like now, everyone sort of talks about. Um, I don't know how to like create and launch a course online. Like back then it was all about like everyone wanted to know what their, their purpose was and what their passion was. And how do I find that? Uh, so the profile numbers can help us with that. So they're very action orientated because it's kind of like a bit of a guide to like, here's how to spend your time like here on earth. Here's like a good use of your time on earth. Um, and then also how here's how you in some cases like impact the people around you as we'll look i'm gonna go keep going here sorry (laughs) so as we as you'll see like uh, as we'll look at later like the numbers one two and three are kind of internal focused so if you have one of those um what you do is is very like you focused um and then the numbers four five and six are more like external focus so focus things on um, other people. Yeah. Anything you'd like to add to that? And where the numbers are in the, I'll air quote this fraction, cause it's not really a fraction, but 
The number that comes first is typically something that you are conscious of and really know and recognize about yourself. The second number in your profile tends to be unconscious and something that other people recognize in you. So, you know, where those two numbers fall in, you know, in in order really do do matter. So we're going to kind of go through and just give you some high level little tidbits about each of the numbers and you can kind of pull up your chart and look, see what your profile numbers are look to see what those two numbers are and where they fall into that conscious or that unconscious. And just like everything we talk about here, you know, take what serves you, leave what doesn't. Uh, yes, I'm putting my hand up here to speak. Uh, what, what, before we go into the numbers, one thing I think is worth saying is we like looking at profile when it comes to business and marketing because if you can align... Yes the activities you do in your business and your marketing with your profile, which is uh, typically something, things that come very natural to you and that, you know, help you get in alignment, um, which is going to help you, you know, have more success. So it's a very practical element when it comes to business and marketing, because uh, by, you know, there's lots of different ways to market products or a business there's lots of different ways to run a business uh and it can be really hard to know which one's the right one for you so profile is a great place to start because it can help you at least point you in the right direction of ah oh, this is what i want to learn more about or this is a good use of my time yep it certainly helps to narrow it down and it ties it directly it ties your marketing directly to mm -hmm. your purpose all right so we'll get started with the one so if you carry a one in your profile, this number is, you know, kind of referred to as the investigator and the authority. So people with a one in their profile really like to dig deep on a topic and do lots of research around it and learn lots of things. They're naturally very curious. And sometimes what can happen with a with a one in your profile is that you never feel like you know mm. enough. So this is your permission slip that no matter where you are in your investigative journey in whatever it is that you know is is uh, sparking your curiosity to learn more about, there's a lot of power in you sharing what it is that you know, even at the beginning, because you really inspire other people to trust your expertise and start to look to you as the expert. So when you think about marketing your business, again, even if it's you're just starting to study a modality or just starting your business, just by you sharing that with your audience, the people that are in front of you, you start to become that authority figure to them. And you might also find that you have a really natural gift for teaching others kind of how things work. So, you know, those are just two really simple things that you can look at if you carry that one in how you can communicate that in the way you market your business. Is there anything else you want to add to that one? No, I think you you hit the nail on the head pretty well. The main advice I give ones is to like a 
spending time, you know, improving their qualifications, learning about the thing they're interested in is like, is never a bad use of their time because the more they become an expert in their thing, the more easily it will be for them to, you know, get clients and grow their business because they just simply know more (laughs) than than everyone else around them, like, because they become (laughs) experts in that thing. So it's not a bad use of your time. And I would just reiterate the thing you said, which is like, the only caveat to that is you need to reality check yourself and be like, actually, I have like these qualifications here. I've done these courses. I actually do know quite a lot about this stuff and I can start sharing that stuff with the world. And um, I just thought of this while you were talking that and thinking about the ones that I know that that's perhaps where your other profile number can come in handy Mm. is how you then express that knowledge to the world. So um, have a listen to your other profile number for some ideas of how you might actually let yourself be seen and put things out. So for the two, Kyle actually carries a two. So I thought it would be fun for you to share, (laughs) you know, a little bit about the two line and also maybe you know how that how that shows up for you and maybe how you might use that in marketing of your own business yeah well the two is strong with me this week which (laughs) that feels like a desire to be alone and in my own space uh to really just and and to be and to be creative in that space you know as well so to be able to just like work on the things that I'm passionate about and create the things that I'm passionate about. So that's, that's a big part of being a two is that needing to withdraw at times and trusting that, that you're not rude and trusting as well, that that's where your ability to connect the dots comes. And that's a big part of being a two as well is that you can connect these dots. They call it um, an innate genius, but I don't (laughs) talk myself up. (laughs) <laughs> too much <laughs> so, but it is there's two yeah. parts to it there's yeah. the herbit that he just touched on and the innate genius and both his wife and myself like to give him a lot of shit when, uh, <laughs> about the innate genius well, piece I mean, it's, <laughs> it could be really hard to see it in yourself and as a man um i used to mansplain a lot <laughs> But simply because, like, I could, I, and I still can, I can pick things up. I can get the the gist of something enough to be able to apply it to my own life very quickly. But then where I would struggle is if I then had to turn around and teach that to someone else. So in my business, I've tried creating yeah. courses and things like that. I really struggle to create courses that are very step-by-step. My courses and workshops and things tend to be, like, here's like a whole bunch of different things to do. So they're they're less linear and it's more like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Mm -hmm. We're going to do this. Um, And then from that, you're going to, you're going to take something out of that rather than here's step one, here's step two, here's step three. Like when I try to do that, it's incredibly energetically draining and it's very difficult for me to express, to you know, as I, um, it's happening to me now, it's very difficult to me to get across um, why it is that the thing that I do works. Like I 
yeah because it's i understand right. it on a, an innate level yeah not maybe like a sis, systematic level right and and part of that too and part of leaning into your two is you don't have to explain how you do what you do. yeah and it's like just yeah. like right now when you try <laughs> it's challenging and you know another piece of having a two in your profile which i feel like you do you know um really nicely is you actually share about your need for alone time um and you share that with other people and you know what that alone time does for you so like right now you just spoke to it really beautifully like mm -hmm. that's when i recharge mm -hmm. my batteries and that's like that time that i get inspired um you know to find newness or to create um so you know for those of you that carry that too um you know instead of it feeling like it is you know something that might feel isolating mm. or something that you might have to try to fight against to, you know, be with others more often than feels comfortable. Know that it's not designed for you to be alone all the time, but, you know, those moments are of value. And when you can communicate that with others, you know, they start to understand your process a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, that's, I'll just add that as the last thing on the twos. That's been really useful thing about learning about human design is that it's okay for me to have those times when it's like yeah i just don't want to yeah i do want to go into like my creative bubble and um yeah rather than fighting that communicating that and and riding that train uh and then it always there's always an end point to it as well where i'm ready to like get back out and be more social again All right, three lines. Those who have a number three, Ugh. and I'm going to hand this over to you, Brandy, because you have a three. I'm also married to a three, so I feel like I'm somewhat. Uh, yeah, you're well versed yeah, in the threes in observing the threes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the three is known as the experimenter and the well of embodied wisdom, or as I more colorfully like to call it the fuck around and find out. <laughs> it is very much about, you know, learning by doing. And I can certainly attest to this that I learn best hands-on. I really struggle with like reading instructions <laughs> or watching oh a gosh, video. Like I really like <laughs> a, a, what not yeah, reading yeah. instructions. <laughs> <laughs> we should not build ikea no, furniture together no, no. i'm not yeah no let's not even go there <laughs> it's, it's painful to me just noted about it. noted <laughs> and but for me i it's not that i don't like to be given direction it's that i need to get my hands in mm. it and do it myself and it's not that i'm gonna throw the instruction manual away but it's like, I don't, not that I don't trust it, but it's like, I need to do it myself in order to integrate the practice, in order to integrate the information. And, you know, part of carrying this three line is it's mm. messy. And, you know, it 
just because we do it ourselves doesn't mean we always do it correctly. So, you know, I think that especially when I was younger, I really struggled with this. And I can think of like, as a kid, I tried a lot of di different activities. And even the ones that I was good at, I was just like, all right, well, you know, on to the next. And, you know, kind of took a lot of shit for like being flaky and not really sticking to one thing. And when I discovered this about my design, I was like, oh, it felt so liberating to be like, I needed to try these things and see if I actually enjoyed doing them. Not am I good at them, but do I actually like them? And, you know, it really helped me understand myself a lot better and spend time doing the things that I liked doing. And, you know, I really learned a lot through that trial and error process. And, you know, part of one of the gifts of being a three is sharing what we tried and sharing the times that we failed and what we learned from it. Like sharing our personal journey really draws in the right kind of people. And I can, you know, think of your wife as well. Like she does this mm. so beautifully in her work as well, really sharing about, you know, her own journey and how that manifests in her work. Um, you know, and when we do that and we're, we do share, you know, our struggles and what we've learned through them, it gives a lot of people permission to feel okay with, you know, what they may conceive as mistakes and kind of reframe them as lessons. And I can think about the times that, you know, my messaging, whether it's a theme in a yoga class or, you know, something I share on an Instagram post, it's not the celebrations that are the ones that land the most with people it's the mm. struggle and so you know i think again learning this part of my design um you know was very liberating and i think it just really helped me lean into that and and give myself a lot more grace i think in my life and it's not always easy to step into something brand new and like, it's not that I expect failure, but it gives me a reframe to say like, we can go into this and if it doesn't work out, like we'll be able to take something away from it, which, you know, feels a lot better than if it doesn't work out, we're just going to fall on our face. <laughs> yeah. So bef before you found out about human design, what I want to know is, was there a period of time when you you try getting rid of this part of your process when you tried you know being more perfect or planning it trying to plan ahead to try and like eliminate this messy bit oh without yeah. question without question and i think probably the most you know uh dramatic example of this is as you know i'm a recovered mm. alcoholic and so, you know, clearly leading up to the point where I stopped drinking, there was a lot of messiness. And I think, you know, even though I don't regret one single minute of stop when I quit drinking, um, clearly, you know, here we are almost 18 years later. However, I think that I put a lot of pressure on myself to be like really perfect, which really manifested itself in me 
overworking and like, you know, going from one extreme to the other, like, you know, really dedicating myself to like my health and my work, but like to an extreme that just like changed the flavor of the addiction. And it took, a, it took, it definitely took some time to kind of course correct that. And, you know, I have a lot of compassion for that version of myself that just was no longer giving myself permission to make mistakes. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. I think that'll uh, hopefully of be course. really helpful to other three lines out there. Yeah, I think so. Well, yeah, again, I hope so. And I, you know, my other friends that carry this three line as well, I think that, you know, we have a lot of uh, camaraderie <laughs> around it. And I think that we, we now, you know, most of us are in our, uh, the people closest to me, we're in our 40s. And so I think that we give ourselves far more grace also as we get older, and kind of, you know, embrace it and realize that, you know, that three line has really turned us into the people that we are are today so yeah it's fun <laughs> and word on the street is as you get older with the three line the mistakes become less dramatic so if you are you know younger mm -hmm. it gets better with age <laughs> all right so the four kyle you uh -huh. carry a four so do you want to share a little bit about this one yeah so it's very different from my other number which is the two and so that's something you'll find in human design. Sometimes there's these um, polar opposites or dichotomies that, you know, it does explain a lot because often we, as humans, we, oh, I feel like uh, there's, there are different parts of me that are trying to come out and that are at war with each other. Um, and what I found, and this might help those listening trying to come to terms with their two profile numbers is that it's more like a seesaw. So, you know, you'll kind of one number will be stronger at times and then the other number will be stronger at times and just kind of let it ebb and flow. So the four line um, speaks to that. A lot of our opportunities come through like the people we know. I was going to say network there, but network makes you think of like stuffy networking events and it's not necessarily that, but it, but it is that <laughs> like it, it is the network <laughs> in the sense of like everyone, you know, like friends, family, um, clients, uh, people you work with, people you used to work with. Um, and this was when I first read this one, I was like, oh no, no, no. Cause I identify more as an introvert. And was like, you know, I like I can have a conversation with someone, but I'm not, you know, about to go to a bar just just for fun <laughs> on like a regular occasion or like, you know, somewhere like loud <laughs> and noisy and lots of people. But and, and that's good. Probably I'm a good person to share about this then because that's not what the four line is. It's not about like being around people all the time and meeting new people. It's about um, it investing in the relationships you already have uh, and using your authority to trust new relationships that come up. Because, uh, yeah, when I think back to, like, jobs I've gotten, um, you know, court, like study I've done, like some of, the, some of the big things, moving, things like that, that 
Your partner? Yeah, yeah. Have you met your partner? All, yeah, all, yeah, have come through people I know or I've been able to get help from people I know along the way. Um, so, uh, what's the other stuff? So, the other thing is that we, as a four-line, we we like to be friendly, so we come across usually quite friendly and warm, uh, but we also want to be friends with the people we work with. Like I, you know, I'm not going to hire someone just because they're a good salesperson or something like that. I'm going to hire them because I like them as a person. And I used to think this was a bad thing. In fact, I remember hiring one trainer because <laughs> I really got on with him. And then like a few months later, I had some issues and I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, I've broken the cardinal rule of like, you know, hiring someone that you like because, Business, you know, right. like this person's now stitched me up. Uh, but yeah, no, <laughs> but yeah, that, there should be a relationship. And again, I think back to like the good work relationships I had before with people who I had like a, a really good relationship with as well. So, um, yeah. Hey, does this mean that we're friends? We're friends. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, I know. <laughs> You joined the Kyle friendship circle. Um, yeah, so... And probably the other thing is that, like, community and connection have always been really important to me in, in the businesses I've created. So, back when I was PTing and, like, creating a boot camp, doing social things, just and just being in contact with my clients regularly. Um, I had good boundaries around it. It wasn't like... I feel like for some trainers and wellness professionals these days, they're on call 24 seven. It was, it was not like that. I still had set times, but I knew what was going on in their lives. I knew, you know, like some of them came to our wedding. Um, yeah. So there was that like personal relationship. And then even later when I moved online, you know, I was always trying to find ways to build in community to get the people I was working with to meet with each like, you know, virtually meet with each other and interact with each other wasn't doing, and I still don't really run like stale courses where you just get fed a bunch of information. There's always like some sort of interactive element. That's what feels most natural for me. That's what gets me excited as well. I don't want to run a course unless I'm at some point jumping on a call with the participants of it and, and talking to them and yeah, having, building that relationship. So this one definitely explained a lot. Yeah, I loved how you spoke to, you know, how the two pieces of your profile are pretty contradictory. And I remember, you know, one of our first conversations, you're like, my, you're like, my profile is so hard. <laughs> There's this need to hermit, but at the same time have these deep relationships. And then you're like, the only one that seems harder than this is a three five, and I was like, "That's mine." <laughs> yeah. So you know, I think anything else you want to share about the four yeah. before I kind of chat about the five? Yeah, there was a, a quote I remember my wife sent me years ago, like before I did human design, and I'm trying to remember who it, who it was who um who said it. I feel like it was someone like, um, what was that lady who wrote the book Untamed? Is it Untamed? Is that the one? Glennon Doyle. Glennon yeah, I feel Doyle. like it was like Glennon Doyle, like sort of someone like that. 
and they were like, um, I don't actually want to go out and connect with anyone in person. I just want to sit at home on my computer and write about connection. <laughs> it's like, I don't actually want to do this. And that's like very much like the human thing, you know, it's like, oh, I like connecting. I like the thing. But, you know, uh, uh, once I've gotten, you know, hit my quota, uh, I'm then ready to like go back in and be by myself. So that's the last thing I'll say about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so moving on to the five. So fives are known to be problem solvers and we just can't help ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we think that all mm. the problems are ours to solve. And, you know, one of the things that comes along with the five is that this is something where other people oftentimes will recognize this in us and they see us as the person to solve their problems and so you know it's kind of two sides of the coin where we feel obligated to solve the problems and we are recognized for being able mm -hmm. to solve the problems so one of the challenges with carrying you know this five line is that we need to really be discerning about what problems we choose to solve and really asking like, is this a problem that I feel compelled to solve? And, you know, based off of whatever your authority is, whatever your type is, you know, for me as a projector, it's so important that I feel invited in and recognized and valued for what it is that I have to offer in terms of solving mm -hmm. the problem. And that I would use my authority of wait for clarity to make sure that I'm entering into that from a place of calm and not out of a reactionary state um, to make sure that it's really something that feels aligned for me. And that's been a pretty tough one because, you know, I think we just had a conversation before we hopped on the podcast where I was like, I just subbed far more classes than I probably should have over the last week. And I just looked at my calendar and I'm like, well, I'm available. I could do this. And after the fact, I was like, that was, I'm very tired. <laughs> <laughs> probably, you know, unwise. And, you know, I had a great time this weekend. If you took my class this weekend, every single one of them had a blast. I'm very tired after this weekend. So, you know, certainly said yes to some of those, uh, some of those sub slots probably a little quicker <laughs> than I should have. And before I tallied up how many I had said yes to. Um, so, you know, for us, when it comes to our businesses, you know, it's really great to be able to share with people like what are the problems that you feel excited mm. to solve and how are you able to do that? Like what practical solutions that your clients need are you able to offer them? So that way you're really in, you know, creating those boundary around uh, those boundaries around this is what I am available for. Um, and that can be really, really useful. And, you know, in terms of what my profile profile looks like when we talk about both of those lines with that three line where I'm learning 
through a process of trial and error and experimenting with it, with things, the problems that I feel the most compelled to solve are the ones I know how to solve based off of what I've learned through trial and error. So you can kind of see both through my profile and through Kyle's how those two numbers really mm. play together um, and how they kind of fall into place with other parts of our chart, like our type, you know, and our authority, which is, you know, really fun. And again, like they don't always, they're not always linear. And sometimes there is this, you know, not this or that. It's not black or white. There's a lot of gray. And there's also like, it's and it's both both you know exist in you at one time and i love your metaphor of that seesaw it's like it's not always balanced sometimes but sometimes you know one side's going to rise and the other you know kind of will tip off and sometimes you have some control and influence over that mm -hmm. and sometimes you mm -hmm. don't <laughs> yep a uh, question for you. So the other thing I put in my notes about the fifth line is that, and tell me if this rings true, that the ideal scenario would be to like step in, uh, present your solution and then like, and then step out. So not actually be involved necessarily in the implementation of the solution. Yes, that does really land for me. Like I, you know, I think, you know, in a lot of the work that I do, it's really in a consulting capacity mm. of even in, in a human design reading, it's like, mm. this is what I see, you know, even especially when I work with fitness professionals, I give them the, the, the blueprint and highlight the areas of their chart of, you know, these are the parts of your chart that you can use to build your business. These are parts of your chart that you can use to market but I'm not hand-holding them, telling them market yeah. this way, create this yeah. course, you know, plan this way. I'm, you know, providing the solutions, but not there to carry out the execution yeah. piece. Yeah, cool. And that's not, you know, really something that yeah, interests yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool, it's a good, because I think sometimes when I think of like a problem solver, it's the person actually solving the problem um where whereas that's that would just be too energetically draining for you right yeah absolutely and i certainly was that yeah. person for a long time is a i was solving all the problems <laughs> whether i wanted to or not and then i was actually the one doing it and you know it left me feeling super burnt out and really bitter and you know I think over time, really, again, understanding how this works and really recognizing that and giving myself permission to say, like, I don't have to be the one to actually yeah. do it. And there's still a lot of value in providing the solution and allowing others to, you know, carry out the execution yeah. piece of it. That's good. Right. Should we talk about All right, last six one, lines? six. Yes. Yeah, so one to six, so this is the final uh, number you might have in your profile. And I think, does it always come, does this one always come second? Or is it sometimes, is there? No, sometimes first? it's first. 
oh yeah, 6, 2, 6, 3. So you can be a 6, 3 or a 3, 6. Mm-hmm. I should probably know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you do. Um, so, so sixth line is a it's it's a unique one to have because it comes with these kind of three phases of your life, uh, and it always I feel like it always seems like when I do a reading for someone they've got a six, and so they just think like everything about human design has <laughs> comes with three faces. <laughs> like, so what is this bit when I'm in my thirties? It's the same. Uh, <laughs> it's the same. It's not special. Six. So, so if you've got a six, you're special. You can feel very special. Uh, so the way it, it sort of goes is um, we've already talked about three lines and that's important because the first 30-ish years of your life with a six is going to look similar to that third line it's like it's a really like fuck around and find out period of your life and if you carry both of those numbers yeah yeah bless your heart yeah (laughs) it's gonna be like you're doubling down you're doubling down i love talking to six (laughs) lines though because it's so always so interesting you know i just the age i am now i tend to meet them when they're in their 30s or 40s or 50s i'm not meeting many six lines in their 20s just because i'm not cool enough to have like 20 year old friends Mm mm-hmm and and so, but they um it's funny listening to them talk about those early years of their life like their 20s because what they did then is so vastly different to what they're doing now they've had this like big pivot totally so, so why is that so that that first 30 years does tend to be more experimental you tend to do higher risk things than if you've finished up that phase and you're in your 30s or older you'd probably look back now and be like i can't believe i did that i can't believe i moved across the country for a job i can't believe i dated that person i can't believe um i was working like 17 jobs at once you know whatever it looks like so um that is really the reason there's so much experimenting and stuff there is you're really building up this like wealth of of experiential knowledge and wisdom and so then when you get into your 30s, so from about the age, and you know, it's rough, about the age of 30 to 50 with a sixth, sixth line, you'll um, have more of an observational time in your life. So rather than being like in the mix, like you were in your 20s, you'll tend to step back here and start paying a bit more attention to what's going around you. Um, and that's a process of starting to integrate all of that stuff you learned during those first 30 years and then when you reach your 50s that's kind of when you're ready to like step back in again you'll start getting a pool talking to people who have a sixth line who are in their 40s often there's like relationships again it's another period of change there's relationships ending there's careers changing um there's stuff is being let go of in order to make room for that final phase of the sixth line, which is really when you step into being able to integrate all this stuff you've learned over the first 50 years of your life and become this like wealth of wisdom for the people around you. And it's much more of a period of time being a mentor and a guide to those around you. Mm -hmm. And it's such a cool thing to see like an integrated six who's really stepped into that because they've been through a lot they've seen a lot if you're a six line listening to this you already know you've probably seen a lot you've probably got some pretty like crazy memories 
Um, so it's really cool to think as well that if you're in that, if you're not 50 yet, you're coming up to that, that you've got this really cool period of your life coming up where you kind of step into more of like this, in the best sense of the word, patriarch type role or matriarch type role where you can really be this like person for other people to come to for that guidance. I can see you want to say something. I can think of, well, I was going to say, I could think of we had a person in our human design training cohort who was in that final Mm -hmm. phase of their sixth line who (laughs) certainly just so beautifully embodied this. And everyone really looked to this person as like, kind of like the yeah 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 everyone to be like group you know okay cool so what does what does she have to say about this (laughs) yeah exactly exactly like this is amazing and now what do you think and their her opinion was just so incredibly valued and you know it was so cool to see somebody that just like you know so beautifully had embodied that and you know, um, I have a girlfriend that's a six line and, and she's like, I love this. This is like wine, right? It just gets better with age. And so I just, that's I a love great it. Analogy. I've had some people that with a, yeah, some people with a six line get disempowered and they're like, so I'm just like a train wreck until I'm 50. No, and it's no, like, no. no. Yeah. And I think that this other explanation is a far yeah. better analogy yeah. <laughs> of, you know, it gets better, certainly gets better with age. Um, you know, and you just become this role model and this teacher and just know that up until that point, it's part of that journey to bring you to that place of, you know, for lack of a better word, kind of enlightenment. Um, and people just naturally, no matter where you are in, in, in your journey of your sixth line, people will naturally trust you and see you as an authority. And it's really about, leaning on the value of the experience that you've had in your life um, and, you know, taking the time to reflect on what you've learned and and kind of sharing that with other people and kind of taking this place of a higher view. Yeah. Uh, and speaking to like that, having to wait till you're 50, it's not, you're right, it's not necessarily the case. I have a friend who has this, he's in his 30s, late 30s, um, and, you know, he's already, you know, brought out a book and gone into speaking and things like that. So he's already experimenting with this, like just innately with this, um, starting to find ways to piece together this information. And he's doing it sort of in public so that he's getting that feedback on like what okay. resonates with people and things like that. Um, and then my acupuncturist is, is uh, in that sixth line. She's in her 60s. And yeah, another case of someone who's just like integrated really well. She's a six two, so she's just got that like <laughs> hermit down as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, just really. I think there's so many. There, there are really a lot of cool aspects, and I guess the thing is to really with the sixth line. I don't know if you agree with this. Is just to really try and be present to where you are at this point in your life. So, you know, I think one of the, the things that we wanted to touch on in terms of just profiles in general, and I'll tie this back to the six, just give me a minute here, <laughs> is oftentimes people find that when they meet someone else that either shares one or both profile lines, that they find a lot of connection 
through sharing a profile, sometimes more so than even sharing a type. And the reason I bring this up is my partner and both of our kids are four mm. sixes. Wow. So, you know, all three of them have, you know, like you have, you know, this import high importance on their close relationships. So, you know, I think about my partner circle of friends, it's very tight. Those relationships are very deep. You know, his career that he is in now certainly came from relationships mm -hmm. that he had had in the past. And knowing that that's also something that's important for our children. And it's like, even in the activities that they do, they came from our community and from people mm. that we knew and people they already know. And so really trusting that the people that they are surrounded by are so critical. And so if that doesn't feel right for them, trusting that that's like the signal to move on instead of being like, oh, well, you know, this is more competitive or maybe this is, you know, closer to our house, instead of looking at those factors, it's about the relationships in those spaces that are really critical. And then, you know, when it comes to that six line, it's like they have that example in their father of, you know, kind of what that looks like over time. It's like, you know, he's lived that. And same thing with that four line. Like they have, you know, their dad that has lived that profile and can really, you know, be that example to them and be that kind of guidance in their life, which is so, yeah. so cool. Awesome. It's a, uh, yeah, there we go. That's cool. It's a cool thing to have. <laughs> and what a fun family. Um, yeah. But that'll be fun for you to watch those sort of different phases play out in your kids as well. Well, hopefully, I say yeah, fun. Yeah, I mean, but... you know, <laughs> fun. And I'm like, remember, we have the first, you know, the first 30 years are going to be a little wild over here. But I think also, you know, being a three, um, I can certainly be uh, compassionate <laughs> to that experience as well. <laughs> All right. How about for you? Is there any... Uh, anyone in your life that you share a profile line with or have observed that in? Yeah. I, I mean, I can think of, I haven't met a whole lot of people with the two. Um, I do, I mean, I do meet a few, but not so much um, face to face. Um, mm -hmm. Yet to meet someone else with the two who's got kids, which I think would be interesting to talk to about. Cause, because that is hard sometimes when you want a hermit and I have kids under five, so <laughs> they don't understand this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're like, what do you mean you want to be alone, dad? <laughs> we want to be with you and They're on not top sensitive of you to that. and <laughs> climbing on you all of the time. So yeah, no, it's, it's got, it brings challenges. Um, yeah. Did you have anything else you want to add on profile? No, I think that that's, well, that's, that's kind of it. But, you know, again, a super fun part of your design to dig into and a lot that you can take away in terms of, you know, how that shows up in, you know, not only how you operate in your business, but certainly, you know, in your personal life as well. So, you know, if you have a peek, you 
see what your profile is. You know, we would love for you to yeah. tell us. You know, send us a DM. Um, you know, send us a message on on the gram. That's where we usually hang out. Um, and we would love to have a chat with you about your profile and maybe how that yeah. shows up for yeah, you. Yeah, we'd love that. And I think it's time as well, uh, Brandy, that we start getting some guests on, some um, health and wellness professionals. Yes. Uh, so if you're already familiar with your human design um, and you'd like to come on the show and kind of have us open up the hood, so to speak, <laughs> uh, we'd love to have you on as well. That'd be fun. Great. All right. Thank you, Brandy. Thanks, and Kyle. thanks everyone listening. We'll speak to you next time. Hello. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast, Well Designed. If you really enjoyed this podcast episode, here are a couple of things you could do to help us out. One, you can share this with a friend or a colleague who you think could really benefit from what we've talked about. Two, if there's any way you can give us any love, can you rate the podcast? Can you give us a thumbs up? Whatever you can do, that just helps us reach more people. And 